Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be taking a deep dive into how to use your Akashic room to problem-solve issues in your life and start manifesting their solution. While you're living an embodied life, your Akashic Room presents a comprehensive model of your current self and who you're becoming. It represents the entirety of you from birth to the present day, your goals yet to be achieved, the dreams you strive for, your hopes, and the opportunities which are still forming. This not only reflects your current emotional and physical aspects, but much deeper and more overarching themes, such as how you perceive yourself in leadership roles, in community and social aspects, how you engage in self-care, what you are or are not becoming in relationships, who you are in both your family of origin and of choice, and so on. Each item presented is an expression of some aspect of you. Your room can teach you deep insights into why you perceive things in a certain way, what a relationship has to teach you, why a pattern of behaviors or events is ongoing, what things you're holding deep inside where they cannot be seen, even by you, and anything else you wish to know about you. This is a safe place where no one can come unless you invite them. It's a place where you can choose to have conversations with the guides who support you in embodied life, where you can talk candidly with your animal guides, where you can practice various spiritual techniques or open yourself to in-depth connection with objects or books. All too frequently, my students get past the room altogether without even noticing they've done so. They move past the door, notice something random like odd bits of living room furniture which seem out of place, then arrive at outdoor spaces which are lush, dynamic, and engaging. Because the class meditation says they're now in their room and to explore, they assume this outdoor environment is what is meant even though there's nothing there which resembles a room at all. The room being referred to is actually behind them. What appeared as a wall was a brief flash of their room as they passed through at lightning speed. Other students do see the room they arrive in, but discount it as a foyer, with generic items which hold no meaning. However, in the Akashics, there is no foyer which you enter first before encountering your room, nor will the space you arrive in be generic or irrelevant. Whether plain or extravagant, the room you enter will be your room. If you immediately move to an outdoor space, recognize you've shot past the mark. Your room has walls, all four of them, doors, windows, and a floor. Look behind you, and you should see it with the door open, inviting you back. There are a variety of ways an Akashic room can be experienced depending on the need of the soul. Some people experience their room as completely empty. It stands as a blank canvas to be written on while they progress in their personal and Akashic work. Others see a different room each time, the room adjusting like an actor playing many parts, changing costumes to reflect the moment. Some will experience the room as if they've entered a movie somewhere in the middle of the story. Each meditation will be a new scene or episode unfolding a rich and complex lesson or story for them. 
most will experience their room in the same manner as they do their physical homes, unchanging other than by their own or their family's actions and devices. This is not to say the room remains static. Akashic rooms are directly tied to our embodied lives. Therefore, the furnishings and decorations change to reflect the changes in and around us. This is useful in general to validate whether something we're doing is having the effect we want or can be helpful in deciphering what ongoing changes mean for us at the spiritual and emotional levels. No matter how they're furnished or whether they're furnished at all, most Akashic rooms are composed of five different sections or areas. Casual seating or living area, dining room, bedroom, workshop, and open available space. Each area has a specific focus, but also multiple uses. These allow us to reconnect with and even explore our essential nature while simultaneously helping us manifest our soul purpose and best life. How these areas are arranged within the room is in some ways indicative of the individual's personality as well as how they choose to interact in the world. What is most important or most comfortable to the person will usually be central to the room and where they spend the most time when they're there. Areas less comfortable or used will be towards the entry door. Those more pertinent will be towards the far door, which gives access to other areas in the Akashics. While most people working with the Akashics start out as passive observers, letting the room, their guides, other Akashic beings, and the environment lead them through the experience, somewhat like being given the tour when you start a new job, the point is to join in, interact with, and participate in the Akashics. This is particularly relevant for Akashic rooms, which come into being specifically for this purpose. So to use them in problem-solving, there are two main steps. Define the problem and create a solution. Akashic rooms, by their very nature, provide a great deal of insight into any and all problems we're facing. Often the problem will be converted into physical symbols and set out on display in the seating area, produced as visual symbols and run as a continuous video loop on the TV or viewing wall, or be set up as a work in progress in the workshop area, or even literally lay out under our feet as a pattern rug or painted symbol in the open area. When working through a problem in your life, big, small, emotional, logical, short or long term, I recommend going to your Akashic room with the problem fully in mind. There's no special technique necessary for this. Just as your brain automatically fills with the problem while you're driving, taking a shower, eating lunch, or trying to focus on work, let it come up actively in your mind once you're in your Akashic room. When you do, your eyes, your hands, or even your feet will turn towards where the problem is displayed like a magnet pointing towards due north. The hard part isn't in finding it. What is most difficult for people with any problem is keeping yourself from making judgments and decisions before you have all the facts or have looked at it from all angles. Once a student finds the problem displayed in their room, they often start labeling things as, this means this, and this represents this. Like Adam naming all the animals, Naming something gives us the illusion of dominion over it. In the case of problem-solving, it helps us feel like we have control over things and so are more empowered to get the result we desire. 
This unfortunately leads to a proportion of the self-sabotage we create in our lives. We use assumptions about the situation, ourselves, others, and so on, to make these labels. And in the process, ignore and don't even see they are partially or completely off base. We therefore make decisions and choices based on bad information and misunderstandings, which lead to confusion, bad or unwanted outcomes, and disappointment at best. Instead, I counsel my students to not immediately label things, but instead interact with each item, each moment of video, each line item in the PowerPoint presentation, and so on. However the problem is displaying for you, if it's a symbol on a rug or an entire play being performed just for you, don't assume, but instead pay attention, ask questions, ask follow-up questions, And don't be afraid to admit you don't know something and need help. Every item in your room from the walls to the furniture to the windows is interactive. It can provide information to you upon request by asking out loud or by touching the item and holding your question firmly in mind. One difficulty people have at first is information from an item or even an Akashic being can come too fast flash past before they get more than a sense of it, and be overwhelming in the amount presented. However, because the Akashics is interactive, we can ask for things to be repeated, slowed down, and or given to us in smaller chunks. We're not meant to passively receive confusing messages and figure them out on our own. Just like conversations in embodied life, if we didn't hear don't understand, or need more information about something, we can ask for clarification. Once you feel you've got a good or good enough understanding of the problem and everything involved with it, then you can start creating a solution. One of my more favorite ways to do this is to bring everything to the dining room table in a student's room if it's not already laid out there. Most people's dining room tables are rectangular, and work as a workspace or conference table. To bring the problem there for solving, simply walk up to the table and ask that each aspect be represented as an item on the table. Like a physical puzzle or an architect's model, the various pieces will be displayed by items you can pick up with your hands. Once the problem is displayed, you can start asking about possible solutions and have them display the same way. For example, If someone is looking to buy a new car and they've determined what kind of car would be best, what financially they need to make a purchase happen, whether they're buying a new or a new-to-them car, and what level of fixer-upper they're willing to accept, they can then bring all of these items to the dining room table. In this example, there would be a model of the car appear, as well as a possible contract for purchase or lease with terms for payment, something which represents the money to pay, and even a mechanic to help keep it running. In creating a solution, the person can ask to see the actual mechanic or service which is best suited to their needs, so this is no longer just a symbol, but an actual building or person. They can ask to see what things look like if they lease the car versus buy it. They can ask to see what it would look like if they were to buy it outright versus making payments and how long this would take. They can also ask to see where the best place is geographically for their needs based on how they've defined the problem. And 
most emotionally fraught, they can start asking to see the various means by which they can pay for it. Each time they ask, things will appear or adjust on the table. They don't have to guess what this means. They can hold the items and ask them to explain what each means and the implication for the solution. The same thing can be done with video presentation. Instead of things being represented as items on the dining room table, in this version, they'll see them on the screen, which can be rewound, zoomed in, or fast-forwarded. Each time they ask for something to change or to see an alternative, the video will update and they can play it out to the end. Similarly, they can work things through in their workshop corner via whiteboards, computer models, crafted wood, clay, or whatever form works best for the individual. So once you've worked with a problem in your Akashic room, however you've done it, and have crafted a solution you're happy with, it's time to implement. I recommend you use your Akashic Room to your advantage in this too, by starting the process there. Take whatever solution you've come to, make a representation of it which makes you happy to look at, then put it on display. Have it become the video looped on your media wall, or make it into a piece of art and set it on the mantle of your fireplace. Put it in the center of your casual seating or living room area, or even set it on a plinth next to one of the doors you use often. That way you'll see it each time you come, and this will reinforce the activation of its energy in your physical life. When you're back in your body again, take actions to set things in motion here as well. As above, so below. All of this can seem like a lot of effort, but it actually takes more time to describe than it does to do. With just a little practice, it can become a go-to process for problem-solving all kinds of issues which come up in embodied life, thereby allowing us more and better time for living. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can find all my offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.